When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're looking to move out of your parents' place, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive, which is good because your little brother has gotten really territorial. You're blood-related. You'd think it would be fine to share food in the fridge. I mean, who writes their name on every individually wrapped slice of cheese, Tyler? Still, you've got to admire the commitment. So bundle your renters and car insurance with Progressive and use the savings to help you move out and have all the cheese you want. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey, it's Mistress Carrie reporting for duty from MCHQ for episode 130 of the Mistress Carrie podcast. And before we get to this week's guest, Aaron Jones, I want to remind you about all of the new stuff in the shop at mistresscarry.com. Just in time for your holiday shopping, you can check out the fitted caps, the trucker hats, the visors, the 7-in-1 bartender tool, the concert-approved clear plastic waste bag or crossbody bag, and the new Mistress Carry coasters. They are all in stock and ready to ship for the holidays alongside the hoodies, the t-shirts, the beanies, the coffee mugs, and so much more. Just log on to mistresscarry.com and click shop. My guest this week, Aaron Jones, has returned to the show for the third time. Since we first met Aaron Jones on episode 20 of the Mistress Carry podcast, he's been a pretty busy guy. He returned on episode 89 of the Mistress Carrie podcast as well. And I tracked him down before the end of the year in Europe. Aaron and I talked about the new music he just released, including his new single, Other Side. We also talked about what it's like to be filthy in Seattle. We talked about celebrating Halloween with his kids and his upcoming holiday plans. And also how he manages to constantly be out on tour and working on new music in Nashville and how he's able to still pull dad and husband duties back in Seattle. Like I said, he's a busy guy. With touring plans ramping up for 2023 and a new album in the works as well, this next year is going to continue to be extremely busy for Aaron Jones. If you're not yet a fan of his music, you will be once you hear him on the podcast. And don't forget to check the links in the show notes, including the one for this episode's corresponding playlist, so you can hear all of his music. So allow me to reintroduce you to Aaron Jones. 
Hey, what's up? This is Sully from Godsmack. Strap on those boots, baby, because you are now in the trenches of the war room with the one and only Mistress Carrie right here on the Mistress Carrie podcast. What's up? This is Joe Rogan, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. I have so lovely pretty eyes. Hey, this is Brent from Shinedown, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hey, Carrie, go put your brow on, girl. Hey, this is Steven Tyler, and you'll be listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. What's up? This is Aaron from Stan. And you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Grohl from the Food Fighters, and you're listening to the one, the only, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is David from the Band Disturbed, and you're listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. Hi, Bruce Dickinson here from Iron Maiden. Yes, indeed. Miss Whiplash herself, Mrs. Carrie, is here to um, unchain your brain. Hi, this is Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. This is Dennis Leary. You are listening to my favorite, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is Corey from Stone Sour, and you're listening to... You have the privilege of listening to Mr. Scary. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. There it is. All right. Can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you too. All right. Configure those headphones, Mr. Jones. Yeah, there they are. <laughs> we got it. How are you? How's your jet lag? Oh, you know, uh, my body doesn't know what day or time it is. I was just in Japan like five days ago, and then I was in Seattle. And now, as of yesterday, I'm in I'm in uh, Cardiff, UK. Uh, I'm pretty good, though. I'm all right. I'm, uh, I've been taking care of myself and making sure I keep my energy up and gone. But, you know, it is uh, it is definitely a physical grind to stay up with, uh, with this schedule, for sure. How do you handle the jet lag? You got a tip? <laughs> Drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. No, um, you know, you try to stay up. You try to stay up. Um, when you when you get to town, try to stay up to whatever local time it is. Like last night I got in and like, honestly, I fell asleep around three o'clock, three thirty, um, And uh, I just went, I went to go take a nap. I was so tired at that point. We just got off a 10 hour flight and I, I don't, I'd only been home for like a day from Japan. So, you know, which was uh, nine hours ahead of where we are now. And then we were in, in, in Seattle, which is 18 hours ahead from Japan. And then we went from there to um, to here, and here I think we're like eight, eight or nine hours ahead. So it, uh, I went to sleep for about, you know, I tried to sleep for about an hour or two, and I was so tired I could have slept for the rest of the night. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't. So what? I got up and uh, and went out and, and hung out with some locals and, <laughs> and did the thing. So right, what does yeah. that do to your voice? Um, you know, a lack of sleep is the worst thing for your voice, um, which is why it's important not to use your voice very much. And when I'm traveling, I don't talk very much. You know, I, I don't try to talk. I don't smoke. I don't do the things that I know are going to hurt my voice. Um, although last night the tequila didn't really help that, did it? Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm a professional. I've learned how to, how to make sure uh, my voice is ready to go when it's, when it's game time. So, uh, you're in the future right now. Do you mind giving me the Powerball numbers? Yeah. Um, what is it? There, how many numbers are there? Six? Seven? It, it's like one point, $1.5 billion is the drawing tomorrow. Oh, chump change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. That's crazy. And I still think I could spend it. Oh, easily. Maybe. I don't know. I I, I, I would challenge you on that, Carrie. I would love to see what you do. <laughs> well, first of I all... I bought a planet, everyone. <laughs> you got to pay the taxes, so cut it all. Then you got to take the lump sum. So it's right. what, like six hundred million? Come on, you couldn't spend six hundred million dollars. 
be hard. Be hard. I don't know what I would spend it on, man. How hard it's spend it on. <laughs> It'd be like that be old tough. Richard Pryor movie where you just <laughs> none of the above. <laughs> so funny, man. <laughs> so, um, every time I talk to you, it seems like things have gotten crazier since the last time. Yeah, that's you, how it goes. <laughs> you've had quite a 2022. This has been an insane yeah. year for you. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even really stopped to be able to like consume it all or like process any of it. You know, I just, I just keep going. <laughs> I just keep going, man. But it's been a big year for me. Um, not even just for recording sake. I mean, because you know, my album came out in 21. You know, so we're we're still touring off the old album as we're getting ready for the next one here. And, um, you know, it's I haven't really thought about it much. You know, I'm trying to say like the. I, I mean, earlier this year, I was, I'm nominated for iHeart Music Award, and uh, I was the second most played rock artist on the Billboard rock charts. Um, you know, it's, it's just been an insane year for me. And I, I that is nothing compared to, like, touring even. I've been touring around the world for over a year now, you know. Where so have you my, been my, that you didn't get to go before that you loved? Everywhere. I went everywhere, dude. I, I was, I mean, honestly, I've never been to, the, my first time to France was, Paris was even crazy, you know, and then, uh, to Prague and like, you know, to Japan. And, you know, now I'm in, here I am in Cardiff, you know, and in, in, in Wales, you know, I'm like all the places I'm going to, I've never been before uh, for the most part um, with the exception of this next half of this or next part of this tour, which is mostly in France. Um, but I, I haven't been to any of these places. It's all been brand new to me. So it's been, it's been quite the, the journey, you know. What have you eaten that you never tried before that was delicious? I was at some uh, Michelin five-star restaurant in uh in paris and i ate a bunch of stuff there that i wouldn't even be able to tell you <laughs> the name <laughs> of but uh it was amazing i'd never been to a mission restaurant before i got invited there by scott bruschetta when i was opening for the stones and uh, just to sat with him and talk and we had an amazing meal and had some good conversations about it so it was good you were in japan does that mean you missed halloween with the kids uh, no so that's the crazy part about it right so i flew out of japan on the 31st like i made into seattle on the 31st because 18 hours ahead you know so um i had two mondays that i lived through <laughs> which is insane but i lived through two mondays yeah so did you get to take them trick-or-treating did you do the whole thing i did as soon as i got off the plane like i, I think i slept for maybe an hour and got up and we did uh, the whole top gun themed uh halloween which is insane so it was great did they do the thing where like if the family shows up, they give the kids candy and then they slide like the dad a cold beer. Is that happening in your neighborhood now? Because it seems to be what everybody Man, does now. I, I live in the suburbs. <laughs> so I think everyone kind of secretly drinks anyway. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't experience that this time around. Uh, it was my first Halloween um, at home. For this one so i have i have i didn't really know what to expect in the neighborhood but it was just uh we just went out there and you know their thing man i didn't really get any good treats or anything but it's okay i'm pretty stocked up full of alcohol at my house just in case <laughs> you know it's so much different than when we were kids when we were kids your parents just kicked you out of the house and said go and now the Peace. parents are dressing up <laughs> yeah. and getting drunk it's like a whole thing yeah, it's a vibe, man. Yeah, the older kids would take the older kids out to go trick-or-treating, and that would be the thing. And now it's like the parents are, like, walking around the neighborhood with all the kids. And I, I live in, like, a, a typical suburban neighborhood, too. Like I live, like, in, a, in an affluent, like, 
predominantly Asian neighborhood. I'm, I'm, you know, in the suburbs of Seattle. So like, it was very suburban, you know, it was what so, yeah, I'm not used to at all. I'm, I'm like, I'm a kid from the hood, you know, like I'm a kid from the city. So I, I know this is, it was insane. <laughs> I was like, it felt like I was on an episode of a, or, you know, that movie, uh, remember three ninjas kick back, <laughs> three ninjas, you know, <laughs> and like, these, it's like these rich kids, like <laughs> fighting against the powers that be, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, how it felt. I was just in the suburbs and doing typical suburban dad stuff. You know? You're looking at the kids going, you don't know the struggle. But they don't. And they never will. My kids are so spoiled, dude. <laughs> My kids are so, and it, and it kind of slowly happened because, you know, when I started playing music, I was like living in a studio apartment, right? And now I'm, I'm living in this, like, basically this mansion in, uh, <laughs> in, in Seattle, you know, and it's like, they're so spoiled now, dude. My kid, <laughs> over the summer, my kid, you know, in, in Seattle, um, we don't, it never used to get hot enough to have air conditioning. And that, that's kind of changed over time with like climate change and all that. It gets really hot in the summertime now, but no one has air conditioners in Seattle, man, you know? So we have like this big old house and my kid is sitting there in this 4,200 square foot house, man. I mean, she's like, daddy, the air is cold against my skin. I looked at her, I was like, put a sweatshirt on. It's 95 degrees outside. <laughs> What are you talking about, man? My son goes, he says to me the other day, I need a new power wheel. He's, he's, he's three. I need a new power wheel, daddy. You need a new power wheel, buddy, so you can ride around with your friends. <laughs> you know, they're so spoiled. But it's great, though, because they'll never, I don't ever want them to have some of those struggles, man. Those are unnecessary struggles at this point. You know, these kids just, I just want them to grow up happy and fulfilled and have all the things. I spoil them. And if they're spoiled, it's my fault. But I, I love that they that they like that, though, you know. And they're my, still respectful. They're good kids. My bonus kids think, going to every concert everyone goes in the back door and gets to meet the bands and gets to watch the show from the side of the stage because that's all they've known because they've gone to concerts with me and i'm like i used to have to wait out in line in the rain to buy tickets yeah dude that's i mean my kids are like that too my kid has no idea who she's met or like (laughs) she has no clue man what is going on in my life like she's like yeah she just found out i was famous she (laughs) she was at her school and some kids she's like daddy these kids my my friend was talking about your music to his dad and he didn't even know you were my dad i'm like yeah she goes i didn't know people did that (laughs) well especially with a last name like jones like it wouldn't it's it's a common last name so no one would assume that every little kid with the last name jones is Aaron's kid? <laughs> no, of course not. But like, and my my kid just doesn't understand the concept. She, as she's getting older, she's starting to. But like, she doesn't know anything. We, she's been to like ballparks. She's gotten like we've got the VIP rock star treatment all over the place. Sat courtside at, at basketball games, you know, and, and hockey games and stuff. And she has no clue <laughs> what's going on for two seconds. Has no clue, man. So it's it's beautiful though. It's it's wonderful. I love it that that she's beautifully um, ignorant of of her life because I don't want her to have to like deal with like that's why i don't really post about the kids and or, or my wife or anything like that i don't want them to have to deal with the the attention that comes with this because it's not always pleasant you know well especially this is this is your decision to pursue this career yeah your kids and your wife didn't necessarily decide that for themselves i'm the same way with my husband and the kids yeah see i don't and i don't really understand like you know the kardashians and like they're they're like made for tv families and i feel like I, i'm like how does that not wreck you like ruin your life you know what i'm saying like how you there are certain things i think should just be kind of sacred and and, and i keep close to my heart you know my family is one of those things that's why you, you know people i'm sure like i talk about them on on the air and i talk about them in, in uh in interviews and stuff like that but you you typically will never see me post a picture of my wife and kids you know because that's not for you, man. That's for me. You know what I'm saying? And my wife does all the family pictures. She does take a share of all that. But like, 
and has it on her Instagram. So I, I usually tell my personal family and friends, like, go follow her if you want to see our stuff. But you'll never see it typically on my stuff, man. I keep that. that, that that's close to my heart. You know? Well, we don't know what kind of damage social media is doing to this generation of kids because it's unprecedented. We just mm-hmm. we don't know until they get older and we're able to kind of observe what psychologically being in a Kardashian bubble does to your self-worth and your self-esteem and all of that. We just don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough. And so I, I don't want my kids to have to deal with that. And like, I, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm 36. Like I can barely handle fame at times, you know? (laughs) And so (laughs) I don't, I don't want, I don't want my, my, my 10 year old or my, my two year old and to deal with that kind of stuff. You know, it's like, that's not, you're not ready for that. And and I wouldn't want you to have to deal with that. I mean, that's why you see a lot of these, you know, child stars that grow up and they have all these issues. It's because fame knows no age. And those things don't know it. Like, you know, your parents can do the, the best job they can protecting you, but like you get objectified as a human being, you get, you get subjectified and objectified. And especially when you're like a little kid, like you remember, do you remember when Justin Bieber was coming up, you know, and like, and like the grown women would say the craziest stuff about a child. <laughs> well, they, know, did, like, they did that. Men did the same thing with Britney Spears. A hundred percent. And then look at what happened. Even her family got in on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you don't know, you don't, the kids don't need that. They just need to be kids and like, you know, and and just like live their lives according to to that right now, you know, and grow up, you know, they'll figure it out as they get older. If you want to want to jump in the spotlight, I'm, I'm here to help you. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be there for you. I'll be there with you and support you. But I don't want my kids to have to deal with that until they're ready for it. You know, or, or even if they don't want to, they may not. They may grow up and never want that. You know, my 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 three year old definitely does. But <laughs> he must be famous so bad. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he does. He he has a guitar and like wants to come on stage and play. It's like it's hilarious. Are, are the kids already kind of showing signs that they got the Jones musical genes? They do. Yes, yes, they do. They do. My, my daughter sings and she writes and, uh, and she, uh, um, she plays, she just started playing violin like her dad used to play. And she's, you know, and, uh, um, my, uh, my six-year-old, he is, um, starting to get into guitar right now and he's in the music as well. My three-year-old is obsessed with the guitar. He can't stop playing it. Uh, and then the baby is just kind of, he, he's into music, but he, we don't know what he's into yet. He has like a little baby drum sitting messing around with, but we're not really sure how, how into it he is yet. But it's so unfair. None of that musical <laughs> ability is anywhere in my genetic makeup. None of it. <laughs> I don't actually know where I come from for me either, to be honest with you. you know, I, I grew up in a house. Um, my, my family was into music, but no one was like a professional musician. You know, nobody like got into it like that. They sang, they did all that, but no one, you know. Nobody got into it like that, man. So I, I have no idea where it really comes from. There's nobody else like in my family that's like famous for playing music or doing anything of, of a sort, you know. So I'm the first of, of my generation and first of my family to do so. So with the craziness and all the traveling and everything that you did this year, today you released a second new song. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. where did you find the time to work on all this <laughs> new music? Like... Were you writing it and recording it in a little studio in the back of the bus? How are you pulling it off? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Nashville in between my, my rest time, you know? So if I get some time off, I'll, I'll, I'm either, I'm either going to be in Seattle or be in Nashville. And, um, and so I'm mostly, uh, mostly in Nashville. Um, and so, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I started really working on this stuff before my, my, my first record even came out because I knew what my schedule was going to be like. Um, so I got a head start on it and, uh, and you know, that's, this is the product of that is like, I, I kept my head down and I kept working and I knew that like, there's not, I'm going to be too burnt out to try to like stop touring 
and then go into the studio and try to work on a whole record and just sit there and do that. I'm not, I wasn't going to have the energy for it. You know, I barely have the energy now, you know, cause I'm, <laughs> I'm all over the place, but, um, but that's why I got to head start on, on, on starting the, uh, my new record, you know, as soon as right before this, when some, this one came out, man, you know, I, I put my head down and grind it. So, uh, and we're getting closer and closer to being able to talk about a date and all that too. So. Yeah. So you haven't announced when the actual record's coming out, but I'm assuming in some time of early 2023, I mean, we're, that's what we're, we're aiming for that. Yeah, we're, yeah. Aiming, we're aiming for that right now. Um, we still got some work to do on the record, but we're, we're getting closer to it. And, you know, especially with this new single here, um, I know people are getting really excited. You know, like the new sound is is something that I'm really, really proud of. It's like my first, like, it's my first major, major, you know, really my first major record. I mean, the first one was, was obviously Childish State was like my first like major label record, but this is the first time I think cats will hear me with the, the major record label production, you know, and, and uh, to hear how I've, I've become become the artist I am today, you know. I mean, a lot of what happens when a new artist gets signed is like usually it's their old stuff that's getting signed, and you're and you're taking it, and you're bringing it into the label, and and uh, and they're like they're they're helping pump it out. Now all of a sudden, like all that stuff you've been working on your whole life is now being pumped out. You know, that's that old saying: you have your whole life to work on your first record. You know, and so um, I think a lot of people got a glimpse of me as an older that you know of um, where I had come from. Um, and not where I was going or where I'm at right now. So I think this new record is going to be a reflection of that. The first time you and I talked, you had the filthy hat on, and we talked about it, I not knowing, obviously, that there was a song in the works that was going to be (laughs) named that. So is it just a Seattle thing? Because I've never heard anybody called that as a compliment. Yeah, it actually is just like a Seattle, a Seattle thing, a term of endearment. You know, if you say somebody's filthy and they're throw, I mean, you'll hear it thrown around every now and again, though, right? Like, you know, you hear it in baseball. That pitch was filthy. Usually, they're usually referring to it as dirty, but like it's like bad is good, though. You know, and so when we say that in Seattle, you wouldn't say um, we're gonna have a filthy time, you know, but you'd be like the the party's gonna be filthy, you know, like that's like that that's how you would use that terminology. You wouldn't say, "Oh, you're you're the filthiest," you know. See, that <laughs> would make me want to take penicillin before I went to the party. Right, exactly. You say you say it. It was how was the party? It was filthy, you know. <laughs> you know? Um. So with the end of the year coming, it looks like you're gonna finish up in Europe in in the UK in time to be able to spend some time off at home for the holidays based on yeah, your tour dates. Bit. Is that what's happening? You're going to finally get a little bit of rest towards the end of the year. Uh, I will have a consecutive like six weeks off for the first time in a minute. Uh, I don't even know if I get that time though, to be honest. I uh, I do have to go back in the studio for about a week or so, but I'll have, I'll have more time off than I've had in a year. Yeah. Since, since last year, this was the last, the last time I had six weeks off was last year. So tell me, um, Tell me some of the holiday traditions that you grew up with that now you're passing on to the next generation of Jones family. Is there is there a certain food that you always have? Is there a certain gift thing? Does the family come over? Like, what is something that means the holidays to you? <laughs> you know, um, I, what's funny is we we didn't really have my mom, my, my aunt that you know, the auntie that raised me, right? We, uh, she had four kids, three kids. She was raising them on her own as a single mother, you know, so we didn't really have a lot of traditions. I think she was just tired a lot, you know, but we did decorate the house and do things like that. What's really cool though, is that my wife is really good at, at, at traditional stuff and she does have those traditions and she brings those to the house and like decorates and, 
does all that plans for family get togethers, you know, that we have like the, the Christmas Eve get together, the Christmas day get together. And like a few families come by. It's great. We have a really great time. And they all, they're all coming um, to your house. They are oh, definitely, I got the house. Yeah, see, <laughs> I got the, they I got all the come house. to my house too. And at yeah. the end of the holidays, you're just like, I don't even like you people anymore. Will you get out? Dude, <laughs> I mean, man, I, my wife's always trying to get together. So I'm like, man, I hate cleaning up after parties. No one in my house. <laughs> hate that, man. You know? And you're always the one that you clean before. And I'm getting yeah. to the point where I'm like, I'm not cleaning for you people because you're just going to come and trash my house anyway. We had, we just start having more like more things like that where it's like, please, everyone grab a plate and throw it away in the trash. Please, thank you. Like, <laughs> you know, like we just, like, it's getting that point. But we, my wife, you know, that's really why I got the big house though was so we could do the family stuff. And like, you know, I could be that guy for my family if, if you know, someone needed a place to stay or you know, whatever was necessary. Like right now. Thing. Yeah. You want to be right now, that person that can help. Yeah. And my mother-in-law staying at the house right now, you know, because she's here for a visit and we have plenty of rooms. She's her own room and bathroom and, and all of her, the, the amenities necessary to like make sure everybody's taken care of, man. And not to mention the kids just love it. Right. Like they're always running around and like, you know, I got, I got four kids. Um, so, you know, the two that live at home full time, then I have two other kids that don't live at home. Um, and uh, and when they're all in the house at one time, it's it's mayhem, but it's beautiful mayhem, right? They all have space to run around, and like they're just like growing up in this lap of luxury. And so, I'm really happy for them, you know. I'm happy. I'm never at the house. <laughs> I'm never there. Dude. I always get home. I always get home. Like, damn, this is a huge. House. <laughs> Every time I walk through the door, I'm like, this place is huge. <laughs> You know, because I, I always forget I'm never there, man, you know, but uh, it's a it's a good place to be. And like we, we definitely, you know, our traditions at home, we've created a lot of traditions and it's, it's, it's become kind of a beautiful thing for us. When you um, get through kicking your family out of the house after the holidays, you're doing something that I always thought was a bad idea to put a few thousand rock fans and some bands on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Dude, <laughs> it's amazing though. It's so cool. the the only The only downside of that though, I think, um, is on on ship. It's like it's like both like the the greatest part about it, but also it can be a little bit of you know a little intense. Is that you you are on the boat with fans, and it's beautiful because like you get to be around those fans, and you get to like interact with your friends, and you get to interact with these bands. And listen, when we're on tour. Unless you're on tour with another band, you really don't get to see or hang out with the colleagues that you you, you like see on the charts and you hear from. You pass them on the highway going in opposite directions or you get stuck following a tour that they were always just in town a couple days before you. I've been signed to Big Machine now for almost three years, I think, or two two years now. And uh, I've Bad Flower, I've never really hung out with them. Only time I got to hang out with Bad Flower was on that boat. (laughs) You know, it's crazy. Um, but it can be, and so the thing that gets intense though, it's like, and I, I talk to the bands about this too, it's, it's really great, but you know, sometimes like, like most times, the majority of times, like people really are great about being cool fans, you know, but they're every now and again, there's like a fan or two that you're just like, damn it. And you can't just like leave and you're kind of scared to walk to your rooms, you know, because you don't want them like knowing where you're at, you know, but it's a wonderful time. I love it, man. It just gets, it's, I just don't like being on boats that long, you know? <laughs> it freaks me out because you realize too, how big the ocean actually is and how little that boat is in comparison. And you got no chance. You got no chance. Dog. I'm good. Like I, and it's a boat. Like I just don't like being in closed spaces for too long, you know? But I loved it, though, man. Um, last time I was on Shiprock, I had a really great time. And it was, it was honestly a time of my life. And the fans were so cool to me, man. They were so cool. They were so great, you know? And, um, um, I'm just like, you know, 
I don't know, I'm also like a people person, right? So like, that's kind of part of why like, I love doing stuff like that. Like I go out and like, last night I was singing karaoke in, 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 in Cardiff and at some point I ran down the street with some random person I met. Wait, what did you <laughs> sing? Was... What's your go-to karaoke song? Uh, Black Hole Sun and like Purple Rain are my like two go-tos. Um, and then like the, um, the karaoke dude recognized me. Like he didn't, he didn't realize who I was until I was like, oh yeah, I'm Aaron Jones. And he was like, <gasps> So he started playing my stuff. So when I, it, it was it was easy. When I get to sing my stuff, I'm, I'm great. <laughs> you know? And the band is always perfect. They're perf. They're perf. <laughs> I love it. You've been doing so much touring this year. Like yeah. Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top just made the news the other day because he just randomly walked into Walmart while he was out on the road. And everybody uh, in Walmart like freaked out. So right. when yeah. you're touring and you stop in the middle of the night at a truck stop or you do a Walmart run... Like, what are some of the weirdest things that you've bought this year at a truck stop at 3 a.m. or picked up drunk or that somebody brought on the bus? Because there's always something. This is the worst one, all right? So we were we were in the U.K. actually. Just played Download. I'm with my, my uh, Patrick, my guitar tech, who I freaking love. That's my dude, man. But um, I'm with Patrick, and we decide we're going to go back to the festival so we can do, like, the festival portion, which is, like, the games and stuff, you know? And this dude, he's always he's always talking trash to me about how he's gonna kill me in basketball. So we're like playing the hoop shot game with like the twelve foot hoop, you know. And he's like, of course he's killing me. And um, he's like, oh, I want that dog. So he gets a giant. He got this giant, uh, uh, freaking you know, stuffed dog. It's huge, you know, like stuff like husky looking thing. And decides that that's a good idea to bring on the bus or in our van, right? Little unbeknownst to him, though, like like he, he got this thing and then went directly over to the porta potty section, um, and so and then he brought it on the bus and got sick as a dog, dude. He got sick, and then my guitar player got sick. All these people got sick, and he was like, "Why are we all getting sick? Because there's poop on your dog." He <laughs> <laughs> brought it in the van. <laughs> That's the hashtag from this entire interview. God. There's poop on your dog. There's poop on your dog and you brought it in the van. Thank you very much. And, they, and so we have like a little like sleeper in the, in the European van. We have like the, it's a sprinter van. And then on the back, it's like a little sleeper on top, right? Which is like under the, right above the cargo section and all that. And so he's up there. So anybody who went up there just got so sick, man. It was so, it was all bad. And then we so like, the, the, it was, and the image was, uh, it was great. I'll never forget this. So we're in, we're in Prague. We just like left the dog on the side of the road. And they're like, oh, you left your dog. We're like, keep it. <laughs> Don't touch that dog. Leave it Don't right there. touch it. You'll get sick. Oh, I got so sick, man. Yeah, I think they got a little a case of the norovirus was going around the van. People were getting they were, they were getting so sick, man. With with twenty twenty three coming, you are in an ever growing list of artists that are going to release new music. It as a rock yeah. fan, it's been really exciting over like the last twelve to eighteen months because the artists we love have never had this much time off, meaning yeah. because of COVID, and so there was this huge creative wave that's coming with all of this music that you've been able to create. What do you, what do you think the future, you know, I mean, everybody always talks about rock being dead, but what do you think the future of rock is going to look like in the next couple of years with this wave of creativity coming, not only from the newer artists, but so many of the other legacy artists that were like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to make an album this year. Dude, I I don't know. To be honest, I mean, the, the state of rock is in such a weird place right now because it's also it is growing, 
it is it is the most streamed platform on 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 Spotify is is rock and roll. You know, so it's very obvious that rock and roll is is making this really strong kind of comeback right now. Uh, but it's it's kind of a weird thing though too because like here's what we got right. So we got these country artists that are now doing like this alternative rock thing. So this is new new brand of rock happening for all the the, the cats in like the Midwest and the South. You know. Um, the, the alternative artists are jumping, are starting to kind of make waves in in this kind of hard rock thing. The hard rock artists are going more alternative. It's uh, it's going to be a really interesting kind of uh, uh, couple of years. I mean, even myself, like you know, I, my my new single "Other Side" is, is definitely leaning more towards the alternative vibe because, like, I recognize that, like, you know, we, we as rock artists can't just be stuck in in like this like you know this way that we have been kind of stuck in for a long time. And, and we're not going to reach the masses that way, you know, and it's not, I'm not saying not to preserve our art or not to like continue to do the things that make rock and roll what rock and roll is, you know, but I'm saying that like the, these new ears that are listening to music, hear music in such a different way. And it's important for us to expand on that. I think that everybody kind of got that message. Uh, so I think that's what you're going to see more, man. It's like this expansiveness and creativity. It's not just about, it's not just about like the, your, your analog sound and your acoustic sounds anymore. You know, that's not just about like the live drums, like live. It's like, it's kind of opening up and expanding all over the place here, man. So I think you're just going to see an explosion of this, what you said, creativity and, um, kind of this cross-platform thing that's going to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see it, you know. And it's not even just the most streamed genre of music, but if you look at something like the Motley Crue Def Leppard tour this summer, mm -hmm. rock music, other than Taylor Swift, who is just an absolute right. enigma and breaks... A monster. Her and Adele break every rule. Yes. <laughs> but, like, the rock tours are showing that... It doesn't matter how long the band's been around. It, uh, fans want to see this kind of music live. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's and that's kind of where, you know, you know, I, I kind of knew it would, it would always come back around. And I think that part of my signing was was that kind of signaling that uh, for Big Machine, too. You know, it's that like that live that live sound is coming back uh, and people want to see it, especially since we're all cooped up since that pandemic. I mean. Live music is where it's at. That's always been my bread and butter too, you know. And so I'm, um, I'm excited to see it. I'm here for it, you know. I'm also like, I'm gonna try to continue to be a voice for my generation and the generations to come too. Well, this has been, you know, the last few years since you and I met, since I launched the podcast. Like both of our careers have just gone in these crazy directions, <laughs> and I'm so excited about what's coming because it really does feel like rock fans being kept away from concerts and the artists they love for so long are now no holds barred. Like let's do this. I mean, I can't even name the number of tours that came through in 2022. 2023 is shaping up to be even crazier. Yeah. And, and people were like, are people going to go to all of these shows? And we've already seen the attendance numbers and the answer is yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm backstage right now. You know, I'm in my green room here in Cardiff and, um, you know, um, I'm just, it's, it's amazing to see that how excited people are just to be out again, you know, and, I, and I'm glad that like to be a part of this new wave of stuff that's happening, you know, that that's, it's a blessing, you know, to be a part of it. And, um, I'm excited to see it too, man. I, I don't even know what 2020 holds for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I got, I got new stuff happening all the time and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised all the time by, by, by the, the magic that that our careers bring you know what i'm saying you, you you on the on the side of journalism and, and me on the side of performance you know it's um they're intertwined and like just to see like how what kind of things come up from this is, is amazing to me you know
Well, you're in your dressing room, so before I let you go, I got to ask you, what do you have on the European tour rider? What have you learned over the last year of breakneck touring that you're like, we have to have this in the dressing rooms. It is a must-have. Oh, whiskey for sure. <laughs> 100%. 100%. But you know, you know what's funny, though? I found this out, that peanut butter is like an American thing. I did not know that before. Like, did, did, did we go anywhere else in the world? You're like, yo, peanut butter. Like, what is that? You know? <laughs> they think Americans are psychotic with the amount of peanut butter that we eat. We love peanut butter. It's delicious. I know. No problem, you know? <laughs> I don't understand why it's they delicious. don't love it. I guess they have Nutella, yeah. so it's like, but it's not Gross. the same. Same, man. It's not the same. Have you ever had a fluff and nutter? Yeah, of course I have. Well, yeah. well, listen, fluff is a Boston thing. I know. So were that. So yeah. I did. I've had a. So I'm impressed that you a know what it is mm-hmm. and b mm-hmm. that you've had it. Of course. Oh, yeah. I've had a fluff another man. I found out, uh, what's what's the other one? Um, I found out, what, what is that? You guys have that in the Northeast. They're called something pies. Oh, whoopie pies. Whoopie pies. I found out what a whoopie pie really is. I didn't even know what it was. Dude. Until I, went to, I, was, I was in Maine, and I was like, dude, these are just muffin heads, muffin tops with cream in the middle. I'm like, yeah, that's what a whoopie pie is. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> did you go to oh, Wicked Whoopies up there? Wicked Whoopies I is in Maine. It. They have like 70 flavors. That's amazing, dude. I, I've never been. I've never been. I just found I was on I was on tour. I, I think I was touring with Janelle Monet's back in like 2011. And uh, that's when I found it out. I was like, you guys, Whoopie Pies are just muffin tops, man. That's, that's genius. It's brilliant. You know? They're kind of muffin tops, but they're sweeter, though. It's like cake and stuff. The original chocolate ones, like, it's oh, kind so of a good. muffin, but it's more... It's more like if you made chocolate cake into muffins and then ripped the top off and made a sandwich that's, out of them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And everybody that I know that's like a transplanted New Englander in other parts of the country, like my nieces and nephews that are not growing up in New England, you can ship that shit. That's amazing. And I send them to them for their birthdays because I'm like, you cannot have a childhood and, and not grow up eating whoopie pies. You have to have them. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. I will so send true. them to you for your holiday traditions, your new Please. holiday traditions. I would love that. I will send you some whoopie pies. That's what my kids need is more sugar, man. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good to see you. So good to see you I too, wanted man. to be able to start wrapping up the year and check in with you again and see how you were doing. I cannot wait to hear the new record next year. And yeah. I'm just so happy that not only things are going so well, but also to hear that you're going to be able to get a little downtime around the holiday with the fam. That's, that's awesome. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it, man. Me and my, and my boys too, man. I mean, they've, they've had a little more time off than I have, but, but um, we all, we all could use the break, man. I mean, we've been around the world twice now, right? Like, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's been a grind to say the least, you know, but we do it happily and we do it for the love of music and, and, and my fans, man, like more than anything, I do it for my fans. You know, they, they're the ones that got me out here. And I wouldn't be, you know, my music, first of all, but like they're the ones that, that, that want me to be here. And that's what I'm here for, you know, so I'm going to keep keep going. I'm gonna keep grinding. Along. I hope you're getting all of those miles and you're getting let into those nice lounges at the airport oh, with all these miles. Trust. <laughs> <laughs> trust it. Absolutely. 100 percent. 100 percent, man. Absolutely. Yes, well, yes, yes. Well, happy, uh, happy holidays. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy new year to you coming up here. Yeah, and happy holidays to you. And then I hope uh, every, everything stays well out there in, in Boston. 
and we hope that you're gonna <laughs> we hope you're gonna be back in the new year now with the new record hey, you got to come back definitely definitely you know we're, we're definitely trying to take it up a notch this next year i think that um you know um I'm hoping we're on, on the way to making some some big stuff happen here, you know. And so, you know, as 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 the we keep climbing the charts and, and doing good stuff, you know. Well, we're here yeah. for it. Thank you so much. Awesome. Have a great show Thank tonight. You. Absolutely, we'll talk to you. We'll All right, here. we'll see you later. All right. All right. Bye bye. There he is, the one and only Aaron Jones on tour in Europe and getting ready to spend some downtime with the family around the holidays. Check the links in the show notes of this episode so you can hear the corresponding playlist. I make a playlist for every full-length episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast that features all of my guest music and the artists that we referenced in the interview. You'll also find all the links to find Aaron Jones online and to find me online as well. And if you liked what you heard, don't forget to like and share and subscribe to the Mistress Carrie podcast. New full-length episodes come out every Wednesday, Plus, you get the sit rep every weekday. It's filled with rock news, music headlines, and entertainment info, and it's only five minutes long. And plus, you never know when we're going to release a bonus episode. And if you got an Aaron Jones fan on your holiday shopping list, don't forget to share the link with them. Most people find new podcasts because their friends and families recommend it, and I appreciate the recommendation. You can also join me every Tuesday night at 8.30 Eastern live on my Facebook page for my video show, Cocktails in the War Room. And of course, you can always join me on the Mistress Carrie radio show. Head to MistressCarrie.com to get the details on that and so much more and to shop for the holidays in the online store. The Mistress Carrie podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. It looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh, yeah. Let me just toss all these $20 bills. Great. Let me grab you a trash can. Stop. Instead of throwing money away, move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.